it's a material item. Right. And you give me a phone. No. But um, <laughs> it's a recorder. Okay. <laughs> but you know, greed. You know, I was thinking about that, and it stuck to me. And then, you know, the next week's lesson is on jealousy. Now I'm going to be thinking about that, and every time I see somebody with a camera that looked like ours, I'm going to be jealous. <laughs> so, you know, in one event, all these things that we're talking about happened in my heart. But anger is a very big topic. And, you know, Jesus got angry. And let's look at that in Matthew 21. I thought Gio was giving me one because I lost my camera. Uh, Marisol's camera. <laughs> In Matthew 21, verse uh, 12, it says, Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. So when Jesus became angry in the temple, he started overturning the tables. You know, he was a madman. He, he acted like a madman. But... He did not remain angry. After the event, he didn't dwell on what happened. He didn't allow his anger with the people to impact his love for people. And this was a righteous anger. And when, he, when Jesus became angry, he remained the same person. And he did not lose control. His anger did not have a negative impact on his character in, in any way. He didn't say the wrong things. And at the same time, in the same day, he had mercy. He healed somebody. His anger was motivated by his love. He, it was his love for people. It's not a vehicle for resentment. And that's not the type of anger we'll be talking about. It's a, the type of anger that we'll be talking about is the one the disease that can infect our heart. It's a heart disease. And we all know the story of Cain and Abel, right? Yeah. No, Cain became angry at Abel because God valued um, Abel's um, um, giving. So when God noticed anger that was uh, building in Cain's heart, he warned him. And let's look at that in uh, Genesis 4. Genesis 4, verse uh, 6, it says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will, not, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. You must master it. Instead of listening to God, Cain allowed his anger to get the best of him. And it resulted in the death of his brother. 
And I can imagine um, what was going on in Cain's um, uh, mind at this time. You know, maybe he spoke to Cain, hi, bro. Can you not make me look bad? Can, I, can you not give the fat portions? And when he did not get his way, he got angry. It was only after anger that, that um, took control that he did what he did. And you know what? Unresolved anger, you know, it turned a bitter cane into a murderer. And this is the type of anger that can plague our hearts. Yeah. You know, anger, it's when we don't get what we want. It's the result of not getting what we want. Um, think about it. The last time you were really angry. You know, isn't it true that it could have been avoided? Um, and it was the result of you really wanted something and you didn't get it. And for me, you know, with the cameras, I expected you to be organized and have it when I needed it. That's what I was I thinking, and I didn't get that. And so somebody owes me. That's what anger is. An angry person is someone that has been hurt. What you mentioned, it's somebody that has been hurt. And why? Because something has been taken. It could be a lot of things. And um, last week, um, Gio mentioned um, some of them. You know, somebody owes them something. It could be, you took my reputation, you stole my family, you took my first marriage, you robbed me of my teenage years, you robbed me of my purity, you owe me a raise, you know, for us working, you owe me affection. You know, it's very easy to believe that the only remedy is payback. You know, that's what we think. We're going to pay. It's payback time. Yeah. That's how we settle debt, right? For us that um, has mortgage, every month we have to pay back what we owe. And, you know, it's right. People ought to pay back what they owe, right? Yeah. And to let the party off is um, letting them off the hook. But if anger is lodged in my heart, then after a while, I'll come to believe that everybody owes me. You know, an angry person seems as though they're angry all the time with everybody. And, it, and the, the wrath is not reserved for anyone in, in particular. They're um, oppor equal opportunity Avengers, you know, more like the Hulk character. And, you know, and anyone that gets in their way is going to get it, even if you're trying to help them. You know, and I remember the, you know, if you were around the 80s and 90s, you know, the, it was a TV show, The Hulk. Yeah. And, you know, Bruce Banner is this nice doctor, and, um, you know, there's a line that he always does. You know, when he, when he gets beat up or, you know, something happens to him, and he'll say, don't get me angry. You wouldn't like me if I get angry. And he'll turn into uh, this huge guy, Lou Ferrigno. And, you know, I used to always thought that was cool. 
You know, if I had that power, no one's going to be in my way. You know, as a kid, I was like, that is the coolest power. You know, somebody <laughs> touches me and gets me angry, I can just, you know, do something. But when you think about it, now I'm as, as an adult, I can be like that. I can, I can turn into a, the Hulk. Maybe not green, but, you know, inside and outwardly, yeah. it, it'll show. And let me tell you something that maybe you already know. It's the closer you get to an angry person, the more you will get dumped on. Let's look in Proverbs 22. In verse 24, Proverbs 22:24 says, "Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person." Do not associate with one easily angered. And this is the reason why we avoid people like that. We don't want to be in their way. And have you ever dealt with an angry person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, nothing can please them. Yeah. Nothing you can do will satisfy them. And extremely angry people have decided that you won't even get it right. Before you even try. They can't let you get it right because then they lose their excuse to be angry. And they can't let that happen. So ask yourself, are you an angry person? And better yet, why don't you ask somebody that's close to you if you are an angry person? You know, for me, I'm afraid to ask my wife that question. Because I know I have been angry. My, I know my kids have seen me angry. But more times than we care to admit, it's the pieces of our anger. And it's the people closest to us that, that suffers. It's our loved ones. And a heart filled with anger is looking to be paid back. And... It is our loved ones that pays. They are the ones made to pay. Anger is a heart disease. And people with a heart disease are sick, and they act sick. Now, going back to asking um, someone if you're angry, you know, we can hesitate. But for some of us that has the courage to ask someone, and you get a response, if they pause, and they stumble for an answer, <laughs> chances are they are afraid of what you're going to say. Yeah. And you can ask, like, afraid? What can they be afraid of? <laughs> and you can ask them, too, if you want. <laughs> They'll probably be standing back a little away, too. But the real test is if they seem to be walking on eggshells and you feel like a volcano is starting to erupt inside of you, then you might have a problem. Yeah. If you feel com compelled to interrupt, to defend, or wanting to run away, then anger might be in your heart. But you know what? Exposing it is a blessing. And it's powerful at the same time. Because if you discover that you have a heart full of anger, you can be cured. 
It's a, it's a matter of waking up and seeing for yourself. Yeah. It's a process towards healing when you realize you have that in your heart. Yeah. And so I'm sure that result, the anger is a result of something. Yeah. You, and every one of us has a story on why we can be angry. And um, maybe you're the person that uh, have, have um, not shared it with anyone. You kept it to yourself. And um, this story, you know, maybe it's the reason and explanation as to why you are the way you are. If you're the one of those that um, never told your story, ask yourself why. Now, when people bump against you and, and you're, you're starting to get angry, you know, where is that energy coming from and why? Maybe it's because these enemies of the heart cannot um, stand being exposed. Because when it gets um, exposed, it loses its power. And so that means you lose your uh, reason to get angry and stay angry. And sometimes you get, you're more comfortable keeping it in. You're threatened to let it go. And then on the other extreme, you may be the kind that will tell your story whenever you get the chance. You want to be understood. Yeah. So you, you love it when you tell the story and you get the empathy and, um, and you know, people are understanding you or seem to understand you and willing to cut slack you know, because of uh, how you're, you're acting. And so this explains your, why you're acting that way. And so it accounts for your temper, your moodiness, and your unpredictable reactions. And from your perspective, it not only explains your behavior, but it justifies it. It justifies why you're acting angry. It's an excuse for everything you do, um, for everything that you do. That's not right. And, you know, after all, anybody that has gone through what you have gone through or the things that you've faced, you know, the rejections that you've, um, you've had in your life, the sufferings, you know, you have the right to act the way you are, right? You have the right to remain an angry person. But you got to ask yourself, do you really want to be this way? And it's ridiculous to, um, to allow yourself and um, to allow people that's not even, your not even in your life now to control your relationship. Yep. And it is true that you can't undo what has been done, but you don't have to let the past control your life. And that's a decision. You have to decide that you can be free. You have to discard um, the excuses. But there is an appropriate way to use your story, though. Not, a, not as an excuse, but as a testimony of God's power. And God's ability to free you from your past. And... Um, yeah, my wife, um, she's not here, she's in the kids' ministry, but I asked her if I could share this because um, I believe that 
my, my wife has been a good example of this. And, and so when she was, um, some of you have known, it, um, known this because she's shared her testimony, but as a child, she was uh, molested. And so before she became a Christian, she was so angry at men that she never wanted to get married. And so, in fact, she even tried to enroll herself in a, in a convent. And so um, they rejected her and told her to come back um, after you graduate from college. So lucky me. <laughs> Thank you for rejecting her. And so she even wanted to um, hire a killer to, um, uh, to terminate the person that did that to her. And, and so for me, my wife, you know, she has the right to be angry. You know, she, this happened to her, and so she can be angry. She could have used her story as an excuse to be bitter and to be angry. And so I could have been a battered husband. You know, she could have used that to inflict pain of some sort. But you know what? It's, it's God's power that healed her. And when you see my wife, you know, she's the most loving. Yep. She's... Um, so caring, mm -hmm. and you know, such such a thoughtful person. And you know what? In the eleven years that we've been married, she's never brought up that story. I only hear it when I I hear her testimony. She's never brought that into our marriage. And so, it is the power of God on how you can be changed. Yeah. Your story, it happened for a reason, but use it for God to help other people. And maybe you see your anger as an asset, like Geo. You know, when you uh, learn to leverage it, you know, in certain situations, you get things accomplished. You know, you get things your way. And I do that with my kids, too. You know, if they're not listening, uh, after the second, um, you know, you tell them to do something, and if they don't do it the second time, you know, your, vo your tone of voice gets louder. And your face changes. And so sometimes we can believe that anger makes us stronger, a better leader, a more effective disciplinarian. And it's not. It doesn't make you more effective. It doesn't make us successful. And anger alienates us from other people, yeah. especially yeah. our loved ones, especially from our loved ones. And a heart filled with anger is a heart looking to be paid back. So what is the rem remedy for anger? And simply, as uh, Gio mentioned in the communion, it's forgiveness. It's the habit of forgiving. And although it's a simple answer, it's very hard to do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's not very easy to apply. And maybe you tried forgiving, but nothing has changed. And there are three types of people when it comes to uh, forgiveness. And the first group, they believe that um, they ought to forgive, but can't seem to get the courage to do so. And the second group, they can feel that they would be letting the offender off the hook if they forgave. A third group could be They've gone through the motions of forgiveness, but then something happens and it all comes back. 
then you start thinking, did you really forgive at all? But how do you really forgive someone? How do you know if you have? And what if the person is a repeat offender? Let's get some answers from the scriptures in Ephesians 4. Verse 31, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And you know, uh, this letter in Ephesians, is, it's a letter to believers, to Christians. Yeah. And we're commanded to get rid of anger. But how do you do that? How can you get rid of anger when it's, just, it's a justified response to things? To things that you have no control over. You know, we can tell ourselves, I'm the victim. Hurt, rejection, criticism, things not going our way. Right. All these things leave us feeling like we're the victim. Mm. It's these feelings that give us the excuse to behave in an angry way. Mm. And you know what victims are? Victims are powerless. Victims have no control over their lives. Victims are at the mercy of others. And victims can only react. And when you're a victim, you come to believe that it's okay to behave the way you do. You have no choice. And in your mind, it's acceptable. But in the end, you won't have any incentive to change. Because why? It's easier to stay the same. And so we spend our energy telling others our stories rather than taking responsibility for our behavior. And um, let's continue in Ephesians 4, verse 32. It says, be, com be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as Christ, God forgave you. So, in contrast to bitterness and brawling, uh, Paul uh, says to extend the kindness, extend the compassion, extend these things to those that have wronged us. And then, on top of that, forgive them. We're to extend an attitude of forgiveness that mirrors the kind that God uh, extended towards us. We can forget that. And forgiveness is the decision to cancel a debt. It's a gift from one undeserving soul to another. It's the kind of forgiveness that, that um, Paul is talking about and it doesn't make sense unless you realize that you are someone that has been forgiven as well. And you have to look at it from the cross. I've been forgiven a debt, and so the least I could do is forgive others. Amen. And that's what it means when it says, just as God forgave you. If you're a Christian, you've been called to treat people the way you've been treated. You've been treated with love by our Father in Heaven. 
And so, and forgiveness, as um, many of us know, it's not a one-time thing. <laughs> you know, it's not a one-time thing. No, it's, it's a mindset. It's an attitude. It's a habit. Yep. And it's a way of life. And that way of life will keep your heart from being yeah. bitter and angry. And forgiveness is not a feeling as well. You know, I've never felt like, I feel like forgiving somebody today. <laughs> you know, us married, it, it, it can't be a feeling or else we will be angry all the time. Yeah, that's true. It, it is the last thing that, that will be in our hearts is to forgive. Yeah. But forgiveness is a gift despite how we feel. And there is a process towards healing if, you, if your heart has full of anger. Right. And the first one is to identify who you're angry with. Mm. You know, it's not about forgetting the past and moving on with your life. But trying to forget a debt is not the same as canceling it. And when you identify who you're angry with, that means making a list, checking it twice. <laughs> I don't know what that list is, but make a list of the people that have mistreated you, people that have taken advantage of you. And don't assume you have forgiven be just because you put it behind you. Right. We can say that. I put it behind me. I don't, want, I don't think about it again. But it comes out. Who do you hope to never see again? Mm, good question. You know who they are. You avoid them at church. You avoid them at family gatherings. You don't, atten you don't attend activities because that person is there. Who do, you secretly want, who do you secretly want to fail? In your mind, it's like, I hope that guy doesn't do well. Who would you like to pay back? Make a list of these people. So when you make a list, number two is determine what they owe you. And this needs to be specific because you know what the person did, but what exactly did they take? What was taken exactly? Was it money? Was it time? Was it a marriage? Was it your reputation? A promotion? Was it a chapter of your life that they took? You can't cancel a debt if it's not clearly defined. And so, after you, you determine what they owe you, the third thing to do is cancel it. That's it. Just cancel it. And so, just as Christ canceled our sin debt, that's what we need to do with others. We must cancel the debt incurred against us by others. And so, after we do that, we have to dismiss the case. <laughs> now, this is a decision that, that we need to tell ourselves we, we should not reopen it. Right. But, you know, in most cases, you know, especially with the marrieds, I know because I've been married, and <laughs> it's something will happen where it will bring it up. Mm. Memories will be triggered and all the old feelings will come back. 
You know, you know, example with the camera, it's like, I can't believe you lost the camera. You're so disorganized. And, and somebody will say, oh, yeah? Well, you don't know how to fold clothes. Uh, like, what does that have to do with what's happening now? That was like 10 years ago. That was our first fight, by the way, about laundry. But you will bring up past hurts. And, and so we, go through the we have to go through the process of canceling debt again. And um, we heard it, in, I think, maybe last week or two weeks ago about canceling debt. You know, not just seven times, about 77 times. Amen. And don't be counting up to 77 times either. Because <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's, for some of us, that's just a month. <laughs> maybe even a week for some yeah. of us. I've forgiven you 75, 77 times, and that's it. But you have to state your decision again. Right. He does not owe me. She does not owe me. So, in conclusion, just closing it out, we can ask, is it wrong to, be, to want to be paid back? You know, is it wrong to be paid back for what was taken? And the answer is no. You know, it's not wrong to want to be paid back. But the problem in many cases is that it's impossible to be repaid. You know, it's not like um, mortgage. You know, how do you restore time? You can't restore a missing relationship. You can't pay back a reputation. And so, a parent who abandoned their kids, can you get that back? And so, we have to think that payback is um, sometimes futile. It's probably not going to happen. And the only way to heal the heart disease of anger is to forgive and cancel the debt. And when we discover that we have a heart disease, you know, our first concern is not how we got the heart disease. Our concern is not who gave it to us or whose fault it is. Our concern is how do we get rid of it? How do we fix it? We go to the hospital and get it fixed. And so blaming or holding out for an apology won't make us better. The cure for anger is forgiveness. So let's apply that in our lives. To God be the glory. Good job, Zaldi.